Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We are back. Andrew Combo Salop, it's great to have you on Believe in Orlando Magic. Your boy speaking, Max Van Auken from the MVP Podcast. We have Combo's Court. Combo, how are you? Doing great after our tedious, very long pre-production meeting. You know, that is so funny you said that. I promise you the first thing I was going to say is, look, I know we had a big production meeting, but let's try not to take it too seriously. (laughs) Wow. That is classic right there. You just stole the words right out of my mouth. You could not write that. I feel like after you've been podcasting a while, you get to a point where you know what the other person is thinking at times, you know? (laughs) I promise you. I'm like, yeah, man, look, I know we had a very intense production meeting, but please, let's not take it too seriously here. We're talking hoops. We're having fun. How's life? How are the kid? How's the kids? But how's the kid? Um, What's new with you, Combo? How's life? Life is good. You know, been working out, shooting around, lifting weights, recording a lot. Um, You know, been watching some long-form interviews. I actually watched one with a guy you're familiar with, David Goggins. Oh, yeah. On the Modern Wisdom podcast. That was really good. I've been watching Rick Rubin on uh, the Andrew, Andrew Uberman podcast. So some um, non-basketball stuff, but, of course, I'm consuming a lot of basketball content as always and um, just recording pods, live shows, and all kinds of fun stuff. I'm staying busy, man. The grind never stops. We need you to come to Atlanta. That's next. That's the only thing I ask for. You know, I love Atlanta, man, so I'm ready when you are. And, um, you know, I actually record um, a live show from the Wilson studio, not uh, not Wilson flagship store in downtown Manhattan. So that was so fun because it was in person. So I'm looking forward to recording more in person, and Atlanta would be, Atlanta would be in person. So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to making that happen, and I know it will happen. Look at that. Yeah, I mean, as soon as the studio gets set up, best believe we'll be doing in-person podcast, in-person best interviews. Believe I saw what you did there. You see what I did? Yeah. Uh, look at that. Like I said, didn't even rehearse that in the pre-production meetings. Just right off the dome. But there's a lot of NBA, as always. I know there's getting a lot of Apollo talk lately. So, obviously, we are the Believe in Orlando Magic podcast. So, it's only right we probably start off with that. But, uh, Combo, I know you and I have been kind of on the money with uh, with Apollo this throughout the season so we're not necessarily surprised or taken back by his level of play but I guess when people see a lot of good momentum they see a lot of good play obviously from a young player I think this question always arises and that is how much better can he get how much better do you expect him to be what is the potential that you foresee with Paulo, considering how effective he is this early in his career so when you hear that question what comes to mind I think just reading the game and learning the NBA game to even higher level, he obviously has all the tools. You know, it's been reiterated over and over again how talented this guy is with the size, right? With the polish, his offensive skill set, um, probably even has more defensive tools than even people thought. Like, you know, there was people going into the draft that thought defense could be an issue, but it doesn't seem like it will be. Um, but you know, that whole team from a team defensive standpoint, there's a lot of work to do. But I would say just reading the game, you know, and that will come with experience. So sky's definitely a limit for him because that's something that will come. I think in terms of reading the game, Franz and even Bol Bol, because of Bol Bol's experience and Franz, you know, he plays like a veteran already. So I think Paulo has to catch up in that area. But um, he'll get there, man. He'll get there. He's just so talented and uh, 
he has a great hat on his shoulders. I heard him in interviews. I mean, I don't know him personally, but from what I gather from his interviews and watching him play the game, you know, it'll all come together for him. And this guy's a future all-star at the least, I think. Oh, yeah, 100%. At, at least an all-star. Now, when you look at the young nucleus that Orlando has, and then obviously Paulo being at the forefront of it, and then obviously Bobo with the huge surprise, Markel playing the best brand of basketball. We didn't even talk about Franz, who was the most consistent last season. Wendell now back. Like, there's a lot to look forward Isaac to. Isaac playing in the G League, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. We didn't even talk about Suggs. They didn't even talk about Cole Anthony. So, Victor Wembenyama sweepstakes seem to be kind of out of the question right it really just seems to be between the hornets you have the spurs um you have a couple the rockets for example but i i think we could comfortably say orlando is out of those sweepstakes right i'm not necessarily sure because i don't think the bottom two teams have as high of a chance as they used to right i think they leveled off the odds a little bit so i know there's some orlando fans that want them to get into the play-in which that would keep them out of the Wemby you know, sweepstakes for all intents and purposes, but I don't think they're totally out, you know? Yeah. I mean, of course, I would love to see Wemby there. I want to see Orlando win first and foremost. So if you could win these games, go ahead and try to win these games. But if it... You think they should make a push for the play-in? Yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, you have to determine what you want to do as an organization. So if you're a bottom-level organization where you're like, you know what, we're not going to win a lot of games... And, you know, I, you know how I feel about tanking. I hate tanking, and I hate using the word hate, but I hate tanking. Like, just go ahead and win. Try to win. Be your best. It doesn't work out. It doesn't work out, but try your best. Like, I just don't like losing. But if you're really this bad and Victor is a once-in-a-generation type of player, I do understand it in retrospect. Like, I, I, I can kind of wrap my, hand, my head around that. So if Orlando is like, you know what? We're losing a lot of games. We already have the the crowd sold on the young talent. Why not grab one more guy who could be generational? Fine. But if you're like, you know what? We could be good enough to make a run for the play-in, then I really don't think you should tank. Go ahead. You have a great young core already. Not saying that Victor wouldn't add to it, because of course he would. But if you have the opportunity to be good enough to go for the play-in, then I think you should. I mean, obviously the Orlando Magic have multiple positions when it comes to players like it doesn't seem like they're too lacking in any one position they have a little bit of everything and they obviously have the jumbo size players at full effect but what position do you think they need the most that's a great question i know they need shooting uh so if i think if you could get because i mean the wings the positionless wings to your point we kind of have an endless amount of those um especially if you put jonathan isaac back in the mix so that power forward that, that wing, the small forward, I think that's taken care of. Now, we do have some playmakers at the point guard level with Markel Fultz, with Cole Anthony, with Suggs. Now, the bigs, you have Wendell, you have Bobo, and you have Mo. I think adding a shooting guard in that position, I mean, I know a lot of our backcourt interchanges, so if you're going to run Cole Anthony, Markel goes to the two, but I feel like having a pure shooting playmaking two would be ideal, in my opinion, especially the way the league is heading and obviously how offensively driven it is if you can add some more spacing to the really long roster that would be ideal that's what i would look for yeah you know i mean wemby would be great and scoot is another guy that you know yeah looks like he could be a generational talent but then you got brandon miller who could really shoot the basketball um you got the thompson twins they don't shoot it as well a star shoots a little better than a man but you know brandon miller's a guy that could really help him so you know if the tank is in full effect, it doesn't only have to be for Wemby, you know? So if they could grab a guy like Brandon Miller, who's been like really jumping um, through the charts, you know, during this college basketball season, 
I think he's a guy that could help him. So, you know, we'll see what develops. They're, they're going to be like, this is like a nice draft. So um, even if they don't make the plans this year, they're going to get somebody that I think could help. So, Yeah, I think you're 100% right, Combo. I'm, I'm excited. Orlando, there's a lot of young teams. There's a lot of really good teams in the East right now. Obviously now being stationed in Atlanta, stationed, no, no pun intended. Now being here in Atlanta, though, um, I'm getting a first-hand look of what people think of the Hawks and uh, obviously, they tasted the Eastern Conference Finals just a couple seasons ago, so their expectations are kind of high. Their patience is a little bit lower, so it's cool to see different perspectives of the Eastern Conference. We already know about the the blue chip, the powerhouses with Milwaukee and Boston, and Brooklyn's obviously making a little bit of a run, but the Chicago's who've tasted some success before the Lonzo injury, the the Hawks who have been to the Eastern Conference Finals. You have a lot of these teams that are right there, and then you throw Orlando in the mix, who I think in a couple years will be in that same stratosphere. Uh, it's going to be interesting. That's why I think the East, in my opinion, is the better conference right now, at least more of a a deeper conference. Now, the West, I feel like, has always ruled it, and I know we talked about this a little bit last podcast, but I love the way the Eastern Conference is looking. Yeah, I mean, look, the top three teams, according to Vegas, all in the East. So, there's, there's something to that. I, I really do. Yeah. I think it's a domino effect because now you look how good these teams are run and you look how talented they are. You don't have a choice but to be better. And that's why I think that we saw a lot of that with the Western Conference for years and years and years where it's like you don't have a choice but to be good because every team is good. Yeah. Yeah, I remember a time where, like, they used to say, like, the East and the West have, like, a different style of play. Like, I remember back, I think, in the 90s, the narrative was, like, the West would play more up and down, and the East was more half-court. But it's not like that anymore. No. You know? No. The I... whole NBA is, like, similar. You know, all the teams play, like, quick hitting, offense, analytically driven, you know, positionless. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I saw two other interesting topics. One, I won't even go into it too too in-depth just because we've already talked about it last podcast with the inflation of stats. There was 43, 40 or more point performances in the month of January. 43? Yeah. That's insane. It really is crazy also that there's like over – what was it? There's like a lot of players averaging over 20 points per game now. It's insane. Like, I, think it's, I think it's over 40, and it used to be like 20 not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. It's wild what we're seeing. Yeah. Um. I have another interesting topic. Unless you have something in, in particular you wanted to address, there's something that I saw that I was like, okay, I feel like this is a clear, definitive answer. Of course, I found myself going through the comment section. You should probably never do that on social media, but I did it. And I just wanted to see. It wasn't like my post or anything like that. So I was just looking at what people had to say, and I'm like, what? Is this really a debate? Now, Okay, so, man, so ask me. I don't want to know your opinion to see if we agree. Okay. The MVP yeah. of the decade, who is it? And it was between LeBron and Curry. LeBron, man. Okay, thank you. That's exactly why. Like, and I love Curry. Now you know I'm a LeBron guy, clearly, but I do love Steph Curry. We both think he's amazing. There's some recency bias there. I mean, like what Steph Curry did last season was crazy, right? I mean, in in the in the finals, but it, I think that's recency bias. If you look at the era as a whole, it's not close. Yeah, come on. I knew I could count on you. You're making me smile right now, Combo. I knew I could well, count I mean, on we, you. We we disagree often, but we don't disagree here. You think so? I think so. I think we have a we we disagree often. Yeah. I mean that's good though. It's healthy for the podcast. We don't want to always agree, but I agree with you on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, and, I'm, and I love Steph Curry, but I was like, yeah, you can't you can't compare the value of what, especially like you said, the decade. We're not talking about last season. We're talking about the decade here and what LeBron has been able to do with certain teams and 
just uh, both ends of the floor. Well, if you were playing, let's say, like, you know, let's say you were on a major TV network and your job was to um, go against your own point of view because you, you know that happens on TV. Right? Yeah. Huh? I said, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay, so what, what would be your argument for Steph Curry? Uh, the fact that he's won more championships within that span. Uh, the fact that he's changed the game. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great like, one. Like, literally changed the what, game. That's what raises up his level all the time. Like, not, not to LeBron's level. I'm just saying, like, that's why he surpasses some people that might so like might be actually a better basketball player than him. But I think that does matter in the scheme of things. Like the way, like he changed the game more than anybody ever in the shortest amount of time. Yeah, you know, but it's insane. Yeah. So it's like when you, <coughs> I think it also comes back to it's why I don't like the I love the MVP award. I don't like the MVP award just because I think there's so many. It's so open for interpretation of what the word value is. It looks so, like Jokic is going to run away with it. I just posted a TikTok. Check me out, Max Van Ock, and it hit 38k. So I appreciate you guys watching. Um, of my opinion of Jokic and I didn't, apparently I didn't know how big of a deal this was. So we've already talked about it once and I'll say it again and I'll double down on this. I love Jokic. I think he's doing the most skilled big ever. You could put him or Hakeem, but because of his passing, obviously he's not the defender of Hakeem, but I would be okay if you said Jokic is the most skilled big ever. I've said it before. All that being said, you're a back-to-back MVP. You're in a top three conversation. You may win three MVPs. I want to see a championship run. I don't want to see another MVP. I'm gonna. You make me feel like the cranky guy on this podcast, but I'm not. I just. I want to see another. I want to see a championship run because I looked it up. This is his eighth NBA season, and this is usually. It's time now where we've seen you win some hardware. Let's see you win the whole thing now, the whole shebang, especially when you're entering these type of conversations. That's what I want to see because they're no longer the young team anymore. That's the Grizzlies. That's the Pelicans. Um, I mean, I, I told you a million times, regular season award. Regular season award. I don't know, Combo. That just doesn't sit well with me. Three MVPs in a row? How many people have won three MVPs in a row? That's just, that's such a big thing to achieve to not have the conversation. I think it was um, Bird. Jordan. Bird, Jordan, and LeBron didn't do it. No. It's, I think it's one other person, maybe. They gave it to D. Rose, who he shut down in the postseason, but... I love D Rose, so I'm not trying to hate on him. Youngest MVP ever. <laughs> yeah, I think, he, yeah, I think his his career is, um, you know, we're almost there. It's going to be the D Rose farewell tour soon. He had a, you know, he had an epic run there. He did. He he's one of the most exciting players. Like he's one of those fan favorite type players. Like Allen Iverson's a fan favorite. Obviously, Allen Iverson had a better career. He's like than a John, he was like John Morant a little bit, right? Yeah. In terms of like the fan favoritism. And the thing about D. Rose, like, he was the number one seed in the East, too. He wasn't just putting up crazy numbers. And then on top of that, the youngest MVP ever. His floaters, everyone thinks about it, like, the, the back scratcher dunks and the the crossovers. But his floaters, I remember he would never miss a floater. Like, it was unreal, his touch. Yeah, and also he was a floor general. Yeah. He would make the right plays, you know. He had a good form. He had a good form. Yeah. Shout out to D Rose. I, I and I, I heard New York wants to do his ending correctly, right? Like they want to make sure they send him somewhere where it's like where it's mutual interest on where he wants to go. They want to do right by him. Well, that's good. They also probably um, he's probably not helping them at this point. Yeah, I mean he has nothing left to prove. What he's been able to bounce back from in general is already an yeah, accomplishment. I mean, yeah, that, you know, 
yeah, after all his injuries, he had a 50-point game. Remember that? That was, you know, with Minnesota. He's that guy. That was big. Yeah. Uh, the Lakers, I saw a trade rumor that they may go after, of course, there's always a trade rumor, the Lakers, I don't know how much of it is real at this point, but Cam Reddish seems like a very realistic one, though. It's not like we're talking about a... I heard him for the Mavericks, too. Either way, I think he would be perfect for both teams, and I just want Cam Reddish to have a fair shake. I don't think he's had it yet, and I still think he... I agree with you. I think, um, he hasn't been in a great situation yet. Like, it's all, like, look at Bol Bol, and I'm not saying Cam Reddish will ever be Bol Bol, because Bol Bol seems like... He got greatness ahead of him, but um, not saying Cam Reddish won't be great either. But, you know, Bull Bull couldn't even get a minute. Like, couldn't get hardly any minutes with Denver. And Austin Rivers was talking about how, like, no matter what he did, he just couldn't get opportunity, you know. And here he is in Orlando, and things change. Like, you know, it's all about situation. And I hope Cam can get in the right situation. I knew when Cam went to the Knicks it wasn't going to be a good situation because him and Tibbs didn't seem like a good mix. Yeah, it does. It doesn't make sense. I wish he would have stayed in Atlanta. I'm really, I like how aggressive they were for Jamonte Murray, but I don't like how they got rid of Cam Reddish. That was before that trade, anyway. But Cam, ever since Duke, he was their number one recruit, and then obviously Zion and RJ came. So he's never really had that fair shake. Now, I just feel like if he's in the position, what do the Lakers need desperately? Shooting and some defense. That's exactly what Cam can do exceptionally well. So I'm hoping. Now, that Lakers spotlight's a little different. Luke, if he plays with Luka, you know he's going to get some great looks. So I think both those situations make a lot of sense for Cam. Yes, yes. Um, that'd be crazy if he won a championship with the Lakers, right? Or the Mavs. You know, you and I, I feel like, are the only people that talk about a championship window with the Lakers still. Well, I mean, I just feel like with – here's what it is. Here's like – I mean – yeah, I mean, they're probably not going to win a championship. But if I was like, if you have to sell it to somebody, how that why they could win a championship, I'd be the way LeBron is playing. And if AD could get back to where the way he was playing when he was healthy, I mean, if those two could play like that at the same time, anything could happen, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point to say. I don't know if we'll see AD dropping 55 like he was before, but if he could just remain healthy. Why not? Why not? I mean, there's a good amount of time. You just how, get him in shape. I guess my you know? question is how many times can you get hurt before all of a sudden you're not the same player you used to be? Oh, he he could get I think he could still get back because he's still young. Like he's very young. Um Is he? But like here is the thing though. There's like there's like eight teams that like if you said in a perfect scenario, they could win it all. And it won't be like absolutely crazy, right? There's like eight teams that could like literally win a championship this year. It's usually not like that. Yeah, no, I I think you're right. There, but there there will Look, be it's a like, team. It's like okay, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Denver, Lakers, Nets, Warriors. You know, I'm probably missing somebody. Pelicans. Pelicans, definitely. It's crazy. Like if those, it wouldn't be like the craziest thing in the world if any of those teams won, right? Yeah, you, you, you can't you, you can't say that every year. It's usually like four. It's a fair point. I can't I can't yeah. really I don't have a rebuttal for that one. That's a fair point. I mean, yeah. obviously only one team will win it, and I think it'll be who's really healthy and clicks at the right time. But that, that, Clippers. I mean, if Clippers get healthy, you never know. That's the biggest if in basketball. I didn't even say the Mavs if they could make the right trade. No, you don't have to. It's okay. They didn't need to get brought in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the Kings. Max's Kings. I tagged you today. I, like, I'll give you your flowers. I'll give you credit when it's due. You're, I told you, they're, man. They're the looking Kings good. Are the real deal. 
you know, that they, they're playing that modern offense with Mike Brown. If there's any King fans that listen to this podcast, they probably don't like me. It's just when have we ever had to take them seriously? So I guess it just takes me a while to, to earn my respect, you know? But once you, once you make it, you know, what? You, should, you know, you should actually just go like full, like how Skip is with LeBron. You should just do that with the Kings. I'm, I'm starting to think I should. I'm really, I really am. Yeah, just like no matter how good they get, just like you've just been like in. Bash them. You've been irrelevant for years. I'm sorry if I'm not. I don't, I don't <laughs> jump all over it right away. You should do it. You, you should do a TikTok doing that. That's hilarious. <laughs> You gotta, you guys got a stupid beam that you light up. I'm about really to say that's anything. a little pathetic, man. <laughs> nah, I love that beam, man. Shouts to the Kings, man. Don't Win some games. Kings. Why are you worried about a beam? <laughs> I love the beam, man. Shouts to the beam. <laughs> Combo. Shouts, you know their media members are real cool, like too. Like I love them all, like Deuce and Mo, and got a lot of good people over there. Oh, I'm sure. I, I mean, yeah. the, the whole NBA is fantastic, so I don't ever mean to be a – I'm never a hater. It really is. You know what? Like, I'm not just saying – like, NBA media people are, are actually really cool people. A hundred percent. And I I, yeah. I hope the Kings are good. I'm just also going to keep it real. You know, I'm a glass half full oh, yeah, guy, but in our business, sometimes you got to keep it real. And if that means hurting some feelings in a very respectful way, I don't mind doing it. We should have a keep it real segment. Keep it real. The Kings – I'm not sold on them yet. I'm, I'll give them credit. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna make the playoffs, right? They'll make the playoffs, but I'm just oh, not oh, one. You owe me dinner, right? You owe me dinner, and not in and out. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it happen. We'll oh no, not in and out. What's the one? Um, I was in Cookout. Virginia actually Cookout. this past weekend. Yo, it's funny. I was in Virginia this past weekend. Did you even know that? No, I didn't. You're everywhere all the time. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I saw I saw one of them, and it reminded of our time in Atlanta. It was a great time. Yeah. Fan of no team. <laughs> oh man Cabo, I'm going to throw you the alley-oop man Let's wrap this one up Unless there's something else you want to touch on Anything you want to talk about the NBA guest. That should be our first guest in Atlanta Hey I'm down Let's make it happen captain You think he'll fly out No <laughs> no. He won't take an Uber He's not going to fly out Oh well yeah You can find Max on <laughs> Instagram at max underscore van underscore all. Find me on Instagram at combos Subscribe to the MVP. Subscribe to Combos Court. Subscribe to Believe in Magic Podcast. Shout out to the Believe Network. We're here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.